0: Hey guys, welcome and welcome back to Floor, the official gathering place for newbies, novices, and OG Hard fans of the golden age of primetime. I'm your host, Jed, and today we're doing a single episode. We're going to watch Dallas season three, episode four. I'm watching it in real time. I'm letting the credits roll as we speak. We're going to jump in because I do feel like each episode of these iconic soaps need their own due. Season three has been exciting and we're only four episodes in. Babies have been missing and found. Uh, New people have been cast. And uh, I need to see if Sue Ellen's little sister is going to be a problem or not. I kind of don't think so. But then why bring her back? Anyway, I'm giving you the good, the bad, the bold, and the bubbly of three iconic soaps. Today we're focusing on just one. So, whether you're new to this or true to this, sit back and enjoy. Tell the kids to play outside or out of sight. Tell Bae no questions, suggestions, or concerns for the next 35 to 25 minutes. Tell everyone else in earshot to be cool, be quiet, or you will be kicked out. Because we're watching our soaps, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Soap Lore. This episode is called Secrets. When last we left, Pam and what's her brother's name, Cliff? They had just figured out that their dad and they carry this disease that could or could not possibly affect baby John. Baby John's not showing any symptoms. Pam doesn't know if she's showing any symptoms yet, but it is what it is. But Unfortunately, the first person they show this episode is Valmaline or Benita, Venetta. What's her name? Uh, Lucy's mother. She looks crazy. I'm not one to call people funny looking, but I will say I understand fashion is objective. Trends come and go. There is something about her. She looks coked out, for lack of a better term. No eyebrows, simply stenciled in. She looks distressed on the road. I thought we'd gotten rid of this. So I wonder if her and what's his name, uh, the dud, Gary, Or back this episode I'm not going to do you guys like I did Dynasty. I'm going to watch this in full 15 minute increments and then I'll come back on. I, to say, I really like that they have upgraded the set this year. It was very distracting last year. I keep saying last year, last season when they would be outside because you could tell it was just a backdrop. There was no wind, but they actually either they spent more time at actual South Fork or... They rebuilt the set outside in California. It looks great either way. Bobby is in the skimpiest of shorts swimming and he's really still pissed off because he doesn't know why Pam doesn't want to have a baby. And I've kind of forgotten. She doesn't want to or she told him she doesn't want to. But she didn't tell him that she felt she's afraid that her baby's going to die. And she can't really say anything because she tells him, well, I have this disease and Cliff has it. And it just kind of bounces around. It's very unpredictable. It's very volatile. We don't know when it's going to show up. Then he'll have to carry the burden of knowing that baby John could pass away at six months. It's a lot to carry. But on this particular morning, as the Ewings do, he's swimming. He's doing whatever he needs to do. She comes out. She looks a little bit different. She's not all ja ja as normal. Button down shirt. Her hair's pinned up. I don't know what it is about season three in the updos, but I'm ready for that trend to end And she walks over to Pam does. She walks over to Ellie and Jock who are having breakfast outside. And she mentioned she's going to go to work. And Ellie has the nerve to say like that. They're wearing the exact same episode. (laughs) Not episode. They're wearing the exact same outfit. Only Pam's shirt is pink and Ellie's is blue. But maybe she's like, hey, I'm an old lady. I can do this. You need to go gussy yourself up, girl. Go put your makeup on. Typical Texas mother. Shout out to Ellie for being a good mother-in-law. She's still a Texas mom, so you need to look pretty. But Bobby tries to, he's hinting around that there's something going on. And she basically tells him, hey, either say it or don't say it. But stop all this tiptoeing stuff. I'm an old lady. I got things to do. He respects that, of course. And he's like, you know, I can only talk to you and Gary. So he's bringing up Gary again. I guess Gary will pop up here in a minute. This is the thing with Pam and Bobby. We drug out that whole she moved out thing and then she moved back to stick it to JR. That never really made any sense to me. They always seem to have a problem. Now, this is early on. This is, you know, a few minutes into the episode. We're about 10, 11 minutes in. And she's already made an appointment with the doctor who checked out her dad. And she still hasn't told Bobby, hence the title of this episode, I'm assuming, in secrets. <laughs> Okay, so this episode is playing this really intense chase music for no reason. As Pam leaves the house in her two-seater, Lucy follows her in her two-seater, and Valvoline is parked on the side of the road looking crazy. She's waiting on Lucy. She follows Lucy to college. Lucy goes to Southern Methodist University, which is one of the bigger ones in Dallas. So she jumps out of the car. Lucy's minding her own business. Unbeknownst to her, her mother's right behind her. She starts walking to class and Valvoline stops her. I'm not really sure what she's expecting, but it seems like Valvoline is under the impression that Lucy has read the letters that have been sent to her and that all is well between them, or at least she's hoping it. She probably knows better, but she's hoping that's the case. Lucy's not having it. She's heartbroken. And mind you, she has to go to class right after this. I'm like, there's a time and a place and this ain't it, baby. So Lucy basically is like, oh, okay, cool. You should probably hit up JR for more money. She believes her mom took money. So Valvoline patiently waits for Lucy to get out of class and Lucy goes back to her car to get something out of the trunk and then head off to her next class. And Valvoline presses her a little bit more. Vanita, Vanetta, whatever her name is. The conversation is painful. Lucy explains to her that, I, you know, whatever, you left. what You can say whatever you want. Maybe Jr. sent you, maybe he paid you, maybe he didn't. But the point is, I have had to live with the pain of not having you around and that I can do. It's when you show up in my life and guys, this is your first time listening. Welcome. I don't necessarily lie. Definitely don't lie. But what I will do from time to time is extract the essence out of a scene versus giving you a blow by blow, verse by verse, line by line, verbatim account. I'm doing so right now. And I like to call that soap lore theater. All right, back to business. The pain of watching your mom leave. Basically, Lucy's telling her it hurts to watch you leave. It hurts even more to have you come back and then leave. Because I was believing for one moment that I actually had a mom, that I had people who love me. And Valvoline at this point is trying to tell her, honey, I do love you. I love you. I, I love you a lot. That's why I'm here. And Lucy's like, you know what? No. That's not good enough. You people keep telling me how much they love me. I'm supposed to be so loved, but my own mom and dad couldn't stick around, which is so painful and hard to hear. And she checks her about that, Lucy. Now, I don't know why she checks her about her dad, but she does. She's like, you couldn't even handle my dad. You left. And why did you leave my dad? Babelene doesn't want to get into that. She's like, no, you just you totally misunderstand me. Now, I'm staring at her a little bit more. And I will say she is looking crazy because she's wearing, she's not an unattractive woman. She's obviously a very pretty lady, but she's wearing like these pigtails, sort of like that half up, half down. It would be a hairstyle you would put on a child. And then she's got this nude lip. And for some reason, the the missing eyebrows that, that have been stenciled in. And the nudeness of the lip—it's like it erases parts of her face that should be there, and it may, it gives her like a kooky look. So she's already a blonde woman, and I'm assuming she's got blonde eyelashes or something. You can—I don't know—it's so weird. You can see her eyes, but it it enhances her eyes like they're super big, and she's not blinking. And it's windy in Texas. It's definitely windy in North Texas. We had a whole discussion about that on one of the first few episodes of the show. But she's coming off as manic, almost too intense for what the scene requires. Granted, she's heartbroken. But basically, Lucy's telling her, I'm not really feeling you. This is too painful. I really wish you would leave me alone. So Valvoline goes back to her hotel room and apparently she has set up shop for a few days. She's got herself a little job and she calls Bobby at the office. And to my surprise, Bobby is extremely happy to see her. Now, I do remember he was when he saw Gary, he was obviously pumped because that's his brother. He didn't seem like he hated Valvoline. He doesn't seem to hate anybody, but he was overjoyed. Maybe he's thinking his brother was here, too. So they agree to meet at a later date and she explains that she didn't want to, you know, she can't go to the ranch because she didn't want to see JR, which is, listen, they're grown. Nobody needs to live at that ranch and be there all day, every day. So we've got one woman in duress. She's frantic. She, she needs his help. She really wants to speak to her daughter. You got Pam who's walking around acting funny. And Pam is so distraught that she didn't actually even go to work. She did go to the doctor's office and the doctor broke it down for her because she's telling, she's asking him like, well, if I... Okay, she's not showing any symptoms. That's what he said. And I feel like they said that last, let me get my story together. So on the last episode, Ham took the baby to his pediatric appointment, maybe mentioned it there, took him to a specialist who confirmed that the baby is not showing any signs as of yet. However, if it's genetic, that's just one of those things. Now she's taking them to the specialist under the guise of her being. She is Mrs. Ewing. She just doesn't tell him she's not Sue Ellen. You know, she doesn't go into detail about her relation to the baby. And that doctor is very surprised. He's like, she's like, well, you didn't know you had it. You didn't know you had the disease. Pam's kind of thrown off guard. It's like, well, no, I didn't have it. You you know, you should just keep my. I think that doctor tells her she needs to monitor herself just going forward. It's one of those things. You just need to stay on top of it. And, you know, there's a chance for the next one that it might not be the same situation. We'll just kind of have to wait and see, unfortunately. So on this episode, she goes to an actual doctor, gets checked out. And when he tells her that she's not showing those symptoms, she's super relieved. But then she's frustrated. Like, well, why can't I just, how could I possibly pass this on to my kids if I'm not showing any symptoms? And the doctor tells her, because he's the same one who looked over her dad, he tells her that, Well, look at your dad. He's 70 or so. And it it didn't show up in him to him till much later. As an adult, you're going to be fine. If it was going to kill you, it would have already killed you. Same thing with your brother. It is a genetic disease, which means it's going to be passed down regardless. It just may or may not do anything. So you can imagine what that kind of news does. So she goes home. She's worried about baby John. She's worried about telling Bobby. It's just a lot on her shoulders. So much, in fact, that she didn't show up to work. Ellie's answering the phone being kind of nosy. But that, I mean, it's par for the course. It's Ellie's house. Whether you like it or not, it's Ellie's house. She can ask all the questions she needs to. Now, another woman on this episode, my girl Sue Ellen, is still not having it. You do see her in that hideous nursery hovering over the baby. He's crying. And it's like she reaches down. She wants to touch him, but she just can't bring herself to do it. She snatches back her hand. And unbeknownst to her, Ellie is in the doorway watching the whole thing. Mouth agape. Just disgusted sue ellen calls for the nurse the nurse comes in and she's stroking the baby and she asks sue ellen if she'd like to change his diaper sue ellen barks at her well that's what i pay you for she spins on her heels to leave the room and ellie still standing in the door with her mouth agape now normally old sue ellen this is the new new this is new sue ellen new sue new sue don't give a damn she's not there to make friends miss ellie don't know new sue is there miss ellie is not that observant actually So when she's staring in the door, she's looking her, she's like staring her down, like, oh my God, Sue Ellen, did you really just say that? And Sue Ellen just kind of gives her a knowing look, arches her eyebrow, and walks right past her. I wish you would, Ellie. I wish you would. So far, very interesting. Shout out to the good doctor, Doctor Holliston had the wherewithal to call the house. To deliver this next piece of information. But instead of saying doctor, he said, mister, just in case Pam hadn't told the rest of her family about her condition. That is what you call. Well, it's not a HIPAA violation, a non HIPAA violation. Way to go, man. Also, something else I forgot to mention. I noticed this a couple episodes ago. If you watch Euphoria, you know, the, the boyfriend, the kind of creepy one, that super tall kid, Nate, and, um, the actor's name is Jacob Elordi. I'm just going to call him Jacob. The lawyer on this show looks exactly like him, identical to him. It is uncanny. I don't think they're related, but you know, there's that theory that your face is just lather rinsed and repeated throughout history. Like we're all walking around with faces of people who lived, A thousand years ago, which is crazy. I'm sure there's slight variance, but he looks identical to him. It's crazy. So part of the theme of this episode is forgiving people you can't really control. Lucy has, she feels a way about her mom coming in and out of her life. Unbeknownst to her, JR has been pulling the strings the entire time. Now, by the end of the episode, Valvoline or Valerie or Valin, whatever her name is, V... Finally sends up to JR. Now JR picks up where the late great Cecil Kobe left off in the messiness of a soap opera. He catches wind of Valene being in town when he sees Okay, let me, let me back up just a little bit. So Bobby calls Valen calls Bobby at his office, and they agree to meet at high noon in broad daylight. See, she's paranoid. She's a little bit skittish because JR has been threatening her for years. She ever shows up in Dallas again, he's going to kill her. If she comes back too close to Lucy, he's going to kill her. So she doesn't want him catching wind of where she is. So she's like, let me meet somewhere where there's a ton of people. I need to be safe. And she starts waxing poetic to Bobby, letting him know that, hey, I'm not really trying to pull any stunts here. I just want my daughter back. I'm trying to get my family back. I may even call up your drunk brother. They keep bringing this kid up. So I'm expecting him to pop up. I thought he was going to pop up this episode. He didn't. Bobby is taken by her story. He believes her. He sees that she is the innocent person in this story along with Lucy. And he uh, agrees to take her to Lucy. Now, Lucy is cheerleading at Southern Methodist University, SMU as they call it in Texas. She's doing her thing on the cheerleading field and Valvoline is like, I probably shouldn't. I don't want to just run up on her and her friends. Do you think you can tell her to come over here? Well, she doesn't want to talk to her mom, understandably so, because at this point she's telling Bobby now, listen, you can believe her if you want to, but I don't have to. I don't believe her. I watched her leave. That's good enough for me. Now, Jr. is in the stands, probably being a pervert. Yes, he's probably watching Lucy practice, but he's probably checking out the other girls. And he sees Valvoline or Valine, excuse me, Valerie Vanita, her mama, Lucy's mama in the car with Bobby. So he's like, okay, bet. He has one of his friends look up all the cheap motels. (laughs) Just such a rude thing to say, but it's not not true. He has one of his friends look up all the broke, broke motels in Dallas, and he figures she has to be staying in one of those. So he's hatching a plan. I'm going to leave out the part about Cliff and Lawyer Boy and jr so that those of you who are watching who are watching in real time can have something that is a little bit more of a surprise to you just a reminder i am watching this on amazon now dallas isn't so bougie they are on the freebie app within the amazon app you can watch it with commercials not that painful no big deal what i want to talk about though is bobby so Oh, Pam is pregnant. I don't know if I've said that yet. Pam turns out she's pregnant. The doctor called her at the house. That's what he's telling her. We didn't get your full results back about the disease, but I do know you're pregnant. And we both know that could or could not be a problem. And she's stuck with this decision. She's, she's really stressed out about it. And the doctor's like, listen, I can't tell you what to do. This is up to you and your husband and it's something you need to decide sooner rather than later. And she tells a doctor, like, I can't talk to my husband about this. He's like, well, you need to talk to someone. So, of course, she calls up Cliff. Among the many decisions that need to be made this episode, this one is probably one of the bigger ones. Pam is faced with the knowledge of this new disease, not new in in the sense of the world, but new knowledge of a disease that she and her brother carry. There is a very high probability that Cliff's baby, baby John, if that's his baby, has it. And if he does have it, there is a 50-50 chance that he may not live very long. Pam, now having that knowledge, the weight of her pregnancy is even more. And she still decides. She calls up Cliff because he's obviously the only person that they can talk to about it. They don't really want to talk to their dad about it and get him all upset. Plus, they can't really tell their dad about baby John. It's just a rock and a hard place. Shout out to the writers. This is a great little predicament. It is a very twisted little web. But she's she's considering having an abortion. And Cliff's like, you can't do that. So this is her question. The question she's faced with. She looks at him and she says, If you had known you had this disease, what would you have told Sue Ellen? And he's very honest. He says, you know what? I don't know. But at the end of the day, there's still a chance that nothing could happen. So I have I have to sort of bank on that chance. And he can see that she's reeling. She doesn't want to abort her baby. She wants to have a baby. matter of fact, she wants to have a baby who's going to grow up to be just like Bobby. But ultimately, this is very scary. And it's not only going to affect her, she figures if she tells Bobby... He will then have the knowledge about baby John and it's just this whole thing. So her decision is to not tell him. Now, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about Pam and Bobby. I I get you need tension in a soap opera. You need tension on any show, on any drama. But ultimately, I think the things that they fight about and the things like there's no way you can hide a pregnancy. There's no way. So you're either going to hide the pregnancy or not tell him abort the baby. Then he's going to find out. And then you're still not going to tell him why it's like, just tell him, tell him what the situation is and that he'd be happy to adopt. I don't know why all of a sudden that's not a thought process, but it is what it is. So that's where she is at the end of the episode. She's basically deciding that she's not going to say a single thing to him about it. She's not going to mention the disease. She's not going to mention baby John. And she certainly isn't going to tell him that she's pregnant with their baby. So the other part of the episode pertains to Lucy. She's avoiding Bobby because she doesn't want to meet her mom. She doesn't want to talk to her mom. She's been hurt time and time again. Her character on the show is often an afterthought. It's good to see her on this new season where she's going to college. She seems to have solid footing. She's got the chops. She's actually a very interesting character. So I wonder now, as I'm thinking about this, if bringing back her parents, is just another opportunity that we get to see a little bit more of Lucy on the scene. Her dad didn't actually show up this episode. Her mom mentions wanting to get back with them. Gary mentions them. JR mentions him as well. But Bobby kind of irritates me on this episode because After Lucy's, you know, she's rejecting him left and right, eventually hits her with, you know what, she's your mother, you owe her. This girl don't owe her a thing. Mother or not, it is an 18-year-old's decision to decide who they want in their life, especially if it's a parent who's been absent. Not saying that she'll never get with her, not saying she'll never reach out, but ultimately forcing someone to, it's easy to do that, I feel like for JR, not JR, what's his name? Bobby because he has a a great relationship with his mother he mentions earlier on in this episode that his mom is one of the few people in the world he could talk to very easily it's hard when you have a great relationship to understand the pain of someone who doesn't experience that at all and it's unfair to say you know you owe her that I owe her the dignity and respect of being a, a, a living human a person whose life is valuable and if i choose to get to know her that respect will be built but it's it's not fair to basically say the same respect you give ellie who loved you and raised you give that same respect there respect is a courtesy i know it's 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 one of the things you should give more a little bit more freely but there's levels to this please understand that there's levels to this and as far as i'm concerned bovelyn gets base level Now, JR, I did say earlier that JR picks up where the late, great Cecil Colby left off with the petty, petty, petty cake. (laughs) And he shows up at Val, Val, let's just call her Val. I'll remember her name if I have to. I don't think I have to, though. At Val or Vanita's room. Like I said. He figured out, he'd ask one of his friends, hey, hey, what are the cheapest motels in Dallas? He finds her, sure enough, he opens the door and she's like, how did you find me? And he's like, well, I mean, I figured you'd stay where you could afford. So get your little bag and skedaddle. I don't want you nowhere near my niece. You gotta go. And if I catch you, I'm really gonna kill you this time. Well, Vanita is that all she can take. And she says, JR, you have run me off for the very last time. Don't you ever speak to me that way again. I ain't going nowhere until I see my Lucy. Now, does she mean this? Maybe she does. She's also facing the door where Bobby and Lucy are standing. So Bobby clears his throat. JR turns around and he's like, Man, I did it for you, Lucy. It doesn't really matter. It's it's a weird reunion. And honest to God, I don't care. I'm wondering if Gary the Dud is coming back though. Okay episode. Not bad on any level. Just not great. Best part of it for me. Sue Ellen's stone-cold stare down with Miss Ellie. That's another thing. There were several. Okay, Valene doesn't blink. Lucy squinted. She gave the stare down. Pam was, was angry and shocked. She's not blinking. Miss Ellie's not blinking. Sue Ellen's not blinking. Texas women are scared. They're not afraid of this challenge. None of them back down this episode. So, I, okay, let's flip it. Way to go, girl power. And we're moving on. We're going to jump on Falcon Crest next because I'm really excited about that. It's been super messy. It's gotten super soapy and we're only four episodes into the third season. Y'all, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I've been waiting for third time's a charm. So until next time, mind your business, stay hydrated, stay moisturized, and remember to keep all your drama on TV.